0: to another episode of the Nerd Crusader Podcast. This is episode 32. I'm your host, Ian. And with me is Courtney, as always. Hello. All right. And this week, we've got quite a few things to talk about. We're going to be talking about some TV shows and basically the one video game that we've been playing all weekend. <laughs> but we'll get to the game stuff afterwards. So we'll first start off with Ahsoka. Uh, we've been watch- as we've been watching that, we watched episode three this week. Mm-hmm. Which I would say is definitely better than the first two episodes. Yes, first two episodes felt like it was a lot of callbacks to fans of Rebels and uh, Clone Wars stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you hadn't watched, like we, like us, didn't really connect with us. Yeah, what was going on?
1: Exactly, and also didn't really set up characters for new people coming into the series that you know use what you should establish, even if you did. Watch Clone Wars? Like, this is
0: a flashback of, like, this is what happened in Rebels or whatnot. So we know, like, yeah, Ezra, and then we're fighting General, and then they got taken away by Space Whales. Yeah. Like, you have no idea that's exactly what happened unless you went back and you watched previous stuff or you've seen other... uh, Or you've seen
1: a recap on YouTube.
0: If they just did at the beginning of this show, it would have helped a lot of people jumping in. Um, Even for folks who watched Rebels a long time ago and didn't, you know rewatch it before this came out that probably would have been a good refresher mm-hmm. um because it also also set up that this is a continuation of an ongoing story and not a brand new story um for people just to jump into the middle of
1: yeah i i feel like if you're just starting off with this and not rebels or clone wars you are going to feel lost especially with those first two episodes the third one's helping a little bit but it's uh, it's still, uh, still we weak. know what, we
0: know what the plot is by yeah. this point. And, um, I'm but, just
1: talking about character development and like character traits and points.
0: Yeah, um, it's, that's definitely true. There's not a whole lot more character stuff in this episode. There's a lot more action, mm-hmm. but it's also action that seems to take forever to happen. Yes, um, because mainly most of the episode is a dog fight.
1: <clears throat> yeah, and also with this episode, the first two episodes. The first one was over an hour. Second one was about 45 minutes. And then this one is falling into the same pattern. Yeah, same pattern as the uh, Nick Fury. Secret
0: Invasion. Yeah. Yeah, which we didn't quite like that Secret Invasion went from like an hour, 45 minute episodes to barely 30 minutes uh, of runtime. Especially to wrap it all up. I would be disappointed if this also ends up like cutting its time short with i'm sure
1: it's going to do that
0: well what this needs to do is like with these shows commit to a format of hey you got to tell an hour long story every episode yeah not all right we're gonna tell the story and we you get to cut it up however you want because if it's an hour or hour and a half opening and then everything else is 30 minutes or if it fluctuates between an hour and 30 minutes it's kind of a weird pacing
1: i agree especially if you're not watching it in all in one sitting, or even if you are watching it all in one sitting, it throws you off. Because when a credit hit it's like, oh, it's over, or, god, this is taking forever. So you, it's hard for the audience member to gauge, really, when it's going to roll into the next episode or not.
0: Yeah, it's better to have the format of saying you need to provide an hour of content or 45 minutes or kind of, content. like, set a strict ruling to it. The fact that they give them so much freedom... Yeah, great. They get to be very creative, but they don't. They're not working within constraints, and so they may be told you need to make eight episodes. They filmed the whole thing however they wanted, but they didn't commit to making eight hours of content. Right. So then they started cutting it down to so, to fit the eight episodes well, that were ordered. Yeah, it's
1: just fit the quarter, which yeah. So I think they need they need
0: to there. rethink how they do streaming content and not just hey we want this many episodes, do it. And then they changed how the runtimes are on them. Yeah. Um, But like I said, this episode uh, was mainly a dogfight that happened um, where the uh, kind of mercenary Jedis were at. And the one Imperial gal was with where the, the Hyperdrive was taken. But the other thing that they've kind of done and what they've been doing with all the new shows that take place after Return of the Jedi and the beginning of this new Republic is that... They're kind of following the same footsteps of what Luke, George Lucas said, which basically was the Republic was broken; it didn't work, and that's why the Empire got created. Yeah, and they're not showing that the New Republic is any better.
1: Exactly, because like
0: Episode One basically showed us the Republic was broken because a, a planet can be starved out through a boy through a trade uh, blockade.
1: negotiations and blockades, and
0: then when. People say, hey, we're starving. These people, This species is blocking us. They say, oh, no, it's a lie. Let's, let's set up a committee to determine whether or not they're telling the truth. It's like, here's video evidence, asshole. Your ships are blocking our stuff. I had to sneak off my planet. And yet the Republic did nothing there. And then in the new Republic, they're being super incompetent by, like, destroying all the stuff, all the technology and everything and decommissioning everything in Andor and in Ahsoka.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: in this episode, it was real apparent when it's like the general Twi'lek chick was asking the senators, hey, I need your approval so I can send a fleet out to go uh, figure out what's going on where they took the hyperdrive. Yeah. But not one point did she ever say they stole a hyperdrive. No. It was, hey, there's stuff going on in the system. I need to send a fleet there to investigate. And the senator's like, oh no, you're too emotionally attached because you're looking for your friend Ezra. You're, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, tell them that the Imperials that were faithful to the empire who attacked you stole a hyperdrive and it went to this system we need to investigate instead it's like there's just a few imperials that are bad most of them it's have fun. all, all sent oaths, so that we know they're not they're gonna fine. break their oath.
1: it's okay <clears throat> yeah, yeah I mean, other it's... than like the
0: genocide of like the the first order like maybe the empire was better at running the galaxy yeah. than, the, than the republic because they obviously couldn't have been 100 percent like racist or, or speciesist because the empire was already built up of a galactic empire of different species yeah it was just the sith were controlling it but yet it seems like they were running shit better than the republic because the republic's been completely incompetent about everything
1: oh yeah
0: uh because they basically tell her like no you can't go so the only, only people out there investigating is ahsoka who is an official capacity of anything with the republic has no backup And shows up and basically gets fired upon by the uh, fighters, which is the mercenaries, basically. I don't want to call them Imperial because we don't think that they're there for the Imperial thing. No,
1: I think they're just there for a paycheck. Yeah. A big fat paycheck.
0: Well, they have some motivation what why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, but we
1: don't know it yet. So that's the fun mystery of this show. The only fun mystery of the show. And we also saw Space Whales.
0: Yeah, the Space Whales that you see at the end of Rebels that takes away... To general and uh, uh, Ezra.
1: Yeah, which like, uh, uh, I want. I keep saying Ahsoka, but I mean, or whatever
0: Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah, Ahsoka. Ah, yeah, Ahsoka, because A H Ahsoka. Ah-Soka it's I had to, I had to remember that way so I could spell it
1: correctly. Whatever. But they use the whales to get away from the yeah. firefight
0: after they are after they're being like fired on by the space station by the space station war uh warp tunnel thing that they're building yeah it basically looks like the warp drive that they use in the prequel series that the jedi attach to the ship and they and they use a warp drive that way yeah
1: for those little small ships. yeah and they
0: detach and go yeah so it's just a larger version of that that they're building it looks like and then that's shooting hot film and then she thinks that that she killed ahsoka but it's like oh no you just finally drifted through the ring so they can't see you. Yeah, they just made the, the
1: ship immobile.
0: Apparently the guns don't rotate all the way around to shoot. So
1: whatever. you just gotta come in from the so backside. Be- so
0: basically, like, they hit the blind spot so she couldn't see him anymore and then the fighters go back into it and then Ahsoka's on the... F-
1: yeah, gets out of the get, ship. It's
0: on the hull of the ship fighting with her lightsabers, which was weird.
1: Yeah, I, that was kind of... Whatever. whatever.
0: Yeah, it it was okay, but, I mean, it's an action sequence. They so want to do, like, a flashy Jedi action sequence. It would have made more sense that the bersers, instead of trying to shoot Ahsoka off the wing, they just shot the fucking ship.
1: Or shot the engine since yeah. the ship was adrift, and it's like, it's oh, like, look, it's not moving. Let's just focus on one Yeah, it's like, why engine. are you trying to
0: hit the small thing on top of the wing with <laughs> the lightsabers when you could just shoot the ship that's just drifting there? Yeah. And blow that up instead. That makes no but basically, sense. they get the ship back up and running uh, after doing some wiring. Sokka gets back in, and then they go into the planet where we see these giant space whales. Which I guess the way they made them look is they're supposed to be like space whales because that's you know, what they call them. But it also looks like a version of what was in Solo, that Kraken thing that was inside yeah. the uh, uh, whatever the the free what it was called
1: oh yeah i know what you're talking about
0: the kessel run the kessel area where it was all
1: yeah the big tentacle monster so it's like a
0: they're like like a whale it's kind of like a small version of that probably yeah Yeah. so it's just like a mouth with tentacles basically
1: Yes. and they
0: fly through all that ditch them land in the forest of this of this planet
1: that's all red that reminded me of that star trek movie yeah
0: star trek 2
1: yeah the second one
0: um and like they're always like oh they landed in the forest somewhere i'm kind of like Okay, so are you guys going to turn around and just burn the forest and shoot it and, like, set it on fire? Because that's one way to flush them out. Yeah. This doesn't look like it's an inhabited planet. Why would you not do that? But, no, they go back to her Jedi Master. He's like, okay, cool. You guys go search the Force, like why not light the forest on fire? You're not disturbing any civilization. Just burn it all down. They'll have to leave.
1: You can flush them out that way or they die in the fire. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, that's the obvious thing to do. So Uh, like the logic. The
1: tactics in this show is probably what drives me insane.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like people who think they understand military tactics, but obviously never served in the military or know anybody who has or did enough research. I don't know, play a Game of Chess.
1: Or watch a Christopher Nolan film. I don't know, the second Batman movie he did. It's the same scenario where um, Alfred is talking about, yeah, we burned the fucking forest down to flush this guy out. And it worked. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Like Everyone is so incompetent now in this show. It's like... With this universe, basically. Yes, it's mind-numbing. And... I get that it's from Rebels and that was, and Rebels was geared towards children, but those children have grown up. Those kids are in their twenties and thirties now that I've watched this, that show when it came out and like grow the characters up, grow the thought up. Again, I don't know.
0: Think of the people we know that are in their twenties, early, tw- early mid twenties. They're pretty fucking stupid. <laughs>
1: I like to have faith that people aren't as dumb as I see them to be.
0: Hopefully, yeah. I mean, you would think that, but, like, I guess, I don't understand why, uh, why well, for a few reasons with all these shows, is that it's, <laughs> A few. The, well, the overall picture of the painting of this universe, right, that's the whole point of these shows, right? We're supposed to see these little adventures in this universe. Mandalorian was done really well. Uh, mm-hmm. but I thought was done well, but had, you know, a couple of episodes where people were like, well, this is just people playing with their star Wars toys. And doing- and that's
1: very evident with this show. And
0: it's like, okay, cool. That's, that's what they're doing. That's fine. But it's still entertaining to watch. And there's a story being told there, but like, throughout all this, even Andor and everything, it's constantly just showing how incompetent this, the Republic or the Re- rebellion really is. Mm-hmm. And you're not painting the picture that these are the good guys who should be running the universe. Yeah. And so it just kind of paints the whole series in a, in a pay- picture of, like, well, evil took over the over the government. The Jedi were wiped out. The Jedi came back and wiped out the evil. But the Republic has no idea how to rule it well either. And there's nobody there to guide them like the Jedi Council. So what the fuck's happening? This like, whole universe is just kind of, like, doomed to be blah. <laughs> Like, there's... I don't see yeah. like any... any Time advance, for a Reaper invasion like, is what I'm seeing. <laughs> there's, like, no advancement of anything in right. the new, uh, new uh, sequel series, and there's nothing in between that's happening that's advancing anything. The like, only thing they've figured out how to do is make bigger lasers to blow shit up. Yeah. <laughs> and do you think, hey, can we reduce those lasers so we can have, like, more efficient mining? No, no let's no, just Let's no. just keep them to blow shit up.
1: No, there's no mining in this <clears throat> yeah. uh, universe.
0: So, definitely um, an interesting show. We'll keep watching it. Like I said, this is this episode did better than the first two. Yes. Um, where, as much
1: as we're shitting on it, it did better.
0: Yeah, we're mainly shitting on how the creators are kind of fucking up the universe, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't know if I could write one better. I just wouldn't write the Republic are Republic, supposed to be the good guys as incompetent and stupid.
1: Yeah, or as this incompetent.
0: Yeah. It's like, you should know how to prevent a war. And when your general, head general is saying, like, hey... They're stealing shit from us, or you should be telling your galaxy hey, they stole this. We should go see why the Imperials need a hyperdrive. That's the site that's been ripped off of a Star Destroyer. Also, know. maybe
1: the general shouldn't show up in a flight suit everywhere. Yeah, maybe they'll remember her rank. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Just food for thought. Yeah, so
0: it's weird that, like, because if. I think in reality, if our, one of our generals stole the president, hey, uh, somebody just stole a shitload of fucking F-14s or uh, a bunch of jets from us. Uh, we know where they took it. Can we go investigate? The president's not going to be like, no, 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 that's not important. That, there's no threat there. Yeah,
1: it's like, Like, no, they, they, they
0: stole a bunch of our equipment. We should probably go figure out what the fuck they're doing with it, right? Yeah,
1: it's like, get a team together. Let's go figure this shit out. Yeah. It's Jack Ryan, this bad boy. <laughs> yeah, not
0: just Let's completely get ignore it. Because, like, yeah. that's the other thing. Like, they don't sure like, the Senate has, oh, we have a better option. We're not going to send military force. We're going to send something else. Because yeah. they don't show us that the Republic has anything else because there's no Jedi's. So that's what the Jedi's were for ba- back in the day, right? Peaceful uh, resolutions, mm-hmm. which were usually just forced by the... Well,
1: there's no spy craft in yeah. this universe, apparently. Mm-hmm. Only when uh, Andor happens, that's only the spy craft games happening.
0: Yeah, and that's before New Hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so
1: it all dies with Andor. <laughs> yeah,
0: basically. So, um, like I said, I don't think the show is bad. I just think... It's targeted for a different audience. Um, so far, the plot stuff has moved, moved better than this episode. I think as we go, the episodes are going to get better. Mm-hmm. I just hope they don't start shortening down to be 30 minutes only.
1: I have a feeling they will be. We'll see what
0: happens. Um, it depends on how they do the storytelling. Because like, Mandalorian was like almost a good hour episode every time, to- every week.
1: Yeah. Well, it hit about the 45-minute mark on most of the episodes. Uh, maybe season three might have had some... Thirty minutes. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, it was mostly consistent with their timing for each episode. Yeah. So, right, so next show we watched was
0: uh One Piece, which is surprisingly live me. action One Piece. Yeah, because we've picked. I've heard One Piece back in two thousand four when mm-hmm. I first came to America. Watched the first couple episodes. Again, this is a show that like didn't care for the animation style didn't care for kind of the wackiness. It was clear like this is made for children, not the type of anime I like because I grew up with like vampire hunter D outlaw star stuff. That was like highly detailed adult stories being told the theme of one piece was, was pretty much fine with the whole, like believe in yourself and like follow your dream thing. It's just mm-hmm. the animation was really childish and goofy, like beyond that of what even dragon ball was to me. So like it was something I skipped and now hearing that it's like, it's, now, now, well over a thousand episodes. It's super popular. Yeah, I'm not jumping into that because I still don't like the, like the animation style.
1: Yeah, well, and also you almost well, you not almost. You do need a guide to help you watch the anime just so you could skip through what all anime does, all the filler, and just get the good <clears throat> highlight points of what you need to catch up to the current season.
0: So, when watching this, like we watch Cowboy Bebop's live action. I had seen a good handful of the Cowboy Bebop show, not all from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it all from yep. beginning to end. That was okay, but it had this. It still had a wackiness it's style super, of, of people looking yeah. like you're trying to be cosplayers, trying to be these characters, and you're not really fulfilling what was presented in the anime.
1: Well, and also the actors didn't feel believable as their characters. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't not sell either. us the characters. We're like
0: yeah. in this. And they're might,
1: selling their characters strong, and that and might in be in because we haven't
0: seen these characters these actors before Fair. too. Where we've seen, uh, I think Jonathan Cho, yeah, his name, yeah, in multiple different roles, and you've seen some of these other actors. So you get, I, there, you have those preconceptions of them, but you want to see them turn into the characters that we know. I don't think he ever got Spike right. I don't mm-hmm. think other characters got the uh, other actors got the other characters right either. Right. Where in this, again, we haven't watched the anime, we never rang, uh, read the manga, um, but the way they're doing the characters here feel right and natural, and everything's flowing well.
1: Yep, everything in the setting, even the wacky um, <clears throat> costuming and character designs work. Well, and it feels like it fits in this world.
0: Yeah, I think one reason why it does this because it is filmed very uniquely. A yes. lot of close-ups, a lot of down-up angles, uh, uh, characters. Um, lots of that you would see in the cartoon or, or panels in the manga. It's kind of how it's shot, where
1: mm-hmm.
0: Cowboy Bebop was shot like a regular TV show or movie just with people in the costumes. This yes. is shot like it's being told, like the comic panels are, kind of how the anime how anime um, exemplifies different actions and stuff without doing like speed lines and shit
1: yes <laughs>
0: um and with the fact that we have a bunch of casts of actors that we've never seen before so there's no like real um preconceptions of who they were or what type of characters they can play mm-hmm. they all seem to be playing very well especially since this cast has a very a huge, kind of large range of between ages and maturity of all the characters, where I wouldn't say that they're all the same age. I would say, like, Luffy's definitely younger than Zoro. Mm-hmm. Um, Nami might be close to the same age. Um, Kobe definitely seems like he's probably younger than uh, Luffy or maybe maybe a little bit close to the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never like, oh, all these are all kids. It's These are all people from different walks of life who are all different levels of maturity who all have the different goals, but somehow are all brought together by Luffy just being way over positive, positive about every little thing. Yeah. Um, and it all working out in his favor in the end. Um, and the fact that he's made of rubber helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely uh, watching, especially like how silly some of the villains are. I mean, there's literally a villain Buggy the pirate. He's basically a clown.
1: Y- yes. Yes.
0: And the way they did his costuming was really good. Where, like, his nose was swollen to look like a red nose of a clown. So yeah The sent-
1: makeup in this show well, is
0: wonderful. Yeah. And even the fact, like... That's the thing, is in the anime, they went really all out. Like, uh, Yusup's character had, like, almost a tengu nose.
1: Yeah. So his-
0: it looked really stupid, but they didn't bother to put that on the actor. Yes. And just said, hey, you're a regular human being. Just be a regular human being. And people who had have weird prosthetics... Had weird prosthetics because that was a part of their character, whether they were a fish person or, like, the clown buggy or something else. hmm Um, so they didn't go out and, like, force the actors to wear prosthetics or things to make them look like the cartoon. Yes. Which was good. I agree. <laughs> um, and the storyline's moving on so fairly well. I think we watched, what, first three, four episodes? Four epi- episodes. Four episodes. Um, I think it's, like, eight or ten. Eight it's ep- eight. Eight episodes. Um... But the
1: flow is going so well, and it rolls nicely into each episode.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not something I would say. It's not like a Pirates of the Caribbean type of pirate show. No. Um, But it definitely is an entertaining uh, show to watch that has enough good action in it. Um, Actually, like the last episode, uh, Zorro fighting the two uh, mates of the Nine Cats uh, uh, crew. Mm Mm-hmm. They had some good stunt work there with... with Yeah, all the fighting. There's
1: always a great fight scene in each episode. And they... The fight choreographer for uh, this show is amazing. Yeah. How they planned it out. It's so well done for each fight. And, again, the costuming for this works so well as well. Yeah,
0: because, like, with Cowboy Bebop... They almost always wore the same suit or costumes the whole time, like you do in the cartoon, right? Because cartoons can get away with people just wearing the same outfit all throughout. Well, it's
1: easier for the animators. Yeah,
0: and it's how the cartoon and manga work, too. It's like they always wear the same outfits because they can always color it. You always know who they are. Mm -hmm. In this show, their style of clothing is always somewhat the same. Um, Or maybe even a little bit different. Or if they're wearing something different, there's something that's very um, telling on their outfit that they're the character. Because, like... Luffy always wears a vest and jeans, but his, but he's not always wearing the red vest. He might be wearing a Hawaiian shirt or a different shirt, mm-hmm. but it's very clear that it's Luffy with a straw hat and the pants and the shirt. Um, Zoro, we will see him like almost in a yukata out, uh, top sometimes, but like the last episode, he was wearing a T-shirt that had like the three blades on it. Yeah, so you know, oh yeah, Zoro he always carries three swords, and then Nami's outfits have changed significantly, but all fit her character really well. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I don't know, like I would have to go back. I have to actually go and research. Like, did they change her character design in the manga and the cartoon, like halfway through it? Or is that at like at
1: some point? I know they did. They do change their looks for some of the characters, like Nami's. Okay, because they go, change because she got she got boobs. Yeah, because she
0: originally <laughs> in the in like first episodes of the show or the cartoon is flat chested. Yeah, and then suddenly she has giant knockers that she's flashing all over the place in later.
1: Yeah, where images. she's wearing more of a, a, a bikini, bikini top. top. Yeah, yeah,
0: and in this is like. No, she's not completely flat-chested a flat-chested girl. She ha- she'll wear stuff that either will sometimes define her body, but sometimes it doesn't. And it works perfect that she's more of a kind of a tomboyish character and she's not using her sexuality for everything, but there's times where some clothes fit her better than others. Mm-hmm. And it just, fit- it just looks right and it doesn't feel out of place.
1: Yes.
0: And I'd say, like we mentioned last episode, the diversity that's within this world is done right because it's not like how they do diverse, like, I would say how Disney does diversity, where it's like, <laughs> oh, here's, like, a group that has every single race, uh, one person from every single race present in there to say we're diverse, or here's at least one or two diverse people amongst most white people.
1: It and doesn't blend. It, they, don't, Disney they don't blend doesn't it. not blend it. Where
0: this is, like, in the flashback for Zorro's background at his, where he's learning his swordsmanship, his school had, like... Here's a group of black kids. Here's a group of Asian kids. Here's a group of white kids. Like, it was just a bunch of different kids. Lots of them were different uh, uh, races and whatnot, but there were so many of them. That's just a gaggle of of people at that point. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, look, there's the diversity hires.
1: Yep. They all (laughs) blended in together.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's how you do diversity. And, like, it's never, you don't point out at it. You don't uh, say, hey, look, we we have all the races covered here. It's like, hey, here's a bunch of different people. Yeah, and they're all they all do the same thing. They all uh, are acting act and treated the same. Nobody points out their race or something to, to point out that they're diverse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> so this is done very well. I would say some of the goofy stuff is, on it that is a little bit wonky with live action is like um, the Captain Axe Hand guy. Yeah, like that's very much what he looks like in the cartoon and the comic. But a guy with a metal jaw and a hand, an axe for a hand looks weird in live action. Yeah.
1: Because you can see the guy's
0: regular jaw underneath the metal jaw that's there.
1: Yeah. There's some things that don't lend itself well to live action. Overall, though, they did a great job of adapting it to a live action. And it almost, almost makes me want to watch some of the anime. But again, I'm like... It's a thousand over a thousand episodes.
0: Yeah. Um so the Netflix show I think so far is pretty we haven't finished watching it yet. I don't know what actual fans of the series think. They may absolutely hate it. Like they've hated every all the other stuff that has <laughs> gone live action. But I'd say they definitely the people who made this, which are who are the writers on this? The creators are Steve Medea and Matt Owens.
1: Um I
0: They've definitely gone to creating this a different way than yeah. um Cowboy Bebop. These guys are known for like Lost Daybreak, yeah, some some of the biggest T V shows.
1: Well that was Steven Medea. But,
0: yeah. He's
1: known for and Lost Matt, Matt Owens, Owens. I've heard that name before.
0: Luke the Cain, Agent of 2, Shield. The Defenders.
1: Yeah, so these guys uh, especially uh Matt is used to adapting 2D characters to, uh, 3D he slash human,
0: yeah, and then I uh, do I would have to say there must be huge fans of the manga, to, for the way they're shooting uh some of the yes. stuff because anyone else I could see them, taking this and trying to shoot it again like a regular TV show or more like reality,
1: yeah, with these goofy up,
0: characters which would looks really really weird, yeah, and it would
1: have end ended up like a uh, Cow- Cowboy Bebop and yeah. uh, that Death Note Netflix movie.
0: Yeah, that one was just bad writing when you got it <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> this that one that was taking very little
1: of the source.
0: Far as I know, from what I've heard, heard from some other people who, who were looking at uh, this show uh, prior to it came out, some of the scenes that were being shown is that One Piece is covering a lot of big stuff that happens throughout this uh, series. Yeah, I don't know how far it goes up to. But it's definitely... I feel
1: like they took all the filler crap out.
0: Yeah, it's like they... That's what the show definitely feels like. But, like, they're covering some pretty heavy moments throughout the series in this show. And it looks like they're doing it fairly well from our point of view. But, again, we're people who've never watched the cartoon and never read the manga, so we don't have the nostalgia of that stuff to compare it to. Much like we do, like, with Ahsoka. We have other Star Wars properties to compare it to and be like, this seems weird. This doesn't fit the universe. This is odd where this is completely brand new, fresh universe for us. It's done well. It's very inter- entertaining to watch. We mm-hmm. haven't been bored with an episode yet. Um They're consistently an hour long. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I definitely suggest it's something to watch on Netflix right now. When Netflix does have a, a ton of just garbage filler. Sh- uh, this stuff is on one
1: show. of the few that is a good delight to watch. Yeah. And hopefully they get a season two.
0: Yeah, hopefully they do. Um, now moving on to the next show that came out uh, that we watched the first season, and as far as how it follows the books, it was kind of meh, but it was still entertaining to watch. Which was the Wheel of Time. Um, they definitely are writing kind of their little own story to get to certain major events, but it definitely was an entertaining and interesting show. I mean, I think they got the creature design stuff down right in oh, it. The
1: creatures are great.
0: Um, the trolllocks look look right. The fades look right. And in this first episode of season two, we actually finally got to see the fades actually fight, because season one you saw none of that really except for the one that they kicked across a, a small room.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um, but you had two fades uh, basically attack Mo- uh, Moraine and Land fought them off, um, and we got uh, a better a better representation of how they use the one power, mm-hmm. where you saw them just kind of use it in the first season. And then, since now Naive and Ewen uh, are in the White Tower, actually learning how to uh, be Sedai and how to actually weave the One Power, they're actually showing them what is explained more in the books of them weaving the elements together to mm-hmm. make the magic that they do. You
1: see them like take the magic source as a thread, bringing and they them together. It that way. Yeah, and it's really well done, and the. Uh, cg for that magic effect is really unique and i really like it yeah because like too. the last
0: season we just saw the threads move around them and especially whenever men were using it uh it was just magic threads moving around them Basically, yeah just
1: kind of chaos like
0: where this they're actually which was what was really interesting about reading in the books was that they're threading elements together to make these things happen that's why i mm-hmm. said don't just throw fireballs from their fingertips or lightning instantly. It takes time for them to put the spell together for it to happen. Yeah. Um. Now they did hint at stuff with the where she's like, I'm, she's trying to do stuff without her hands or without physically trying to weave stuff, which that later on becomes like one of her specialties that she doesn't have to physically move her hands or anything to weave stuff. She can just weave it with her mind mm-hmm. Um. because all the main characters in the storyline are all super f- proficient at least one thing. um, Almost like they all have a superpower where Rand's obviously the Dragon Reborn, which you don't see him at all in the first episode here.
1: You just see him briefly <clears throat> at the end.
0: Yeah, and then um, Perrin is a wolf brother, so he'll be able to actually talk and communicate with wolves and has the senses of a wolf, which you actually see another wolf brother in this episode. Who, I
1: thought that was interesting.
0: I don't think... He- he's talked to Perano exactly about what's going on. The, yeah, but he, he can is. sense he's like he I can see sense you. it. I see him. But they call him a, the soldiers call him a sniffer because he's a tracker, but they don't realize he has yellow eyes, he's tracking stuff because he has uh, abilities of a wolf. Mm-hmm. And he can hear what other wolves are are talking about. Um and then uh as you said, like uh Eguine will be able to eventually weave without having to use her hands for stuff. Um, naive's big thing was she's a she's a marvel in in medical treatments and health which um was shown in the first season when she like healed everybody after they got killed uh well
1: she basically brought land back to life in the first season that
0: and then that room where they had the false dragon and he exploded free and it killed and it had uh killed people and she basically brought brought them back to life
1: oh except for the yeah. one,
0: yeah, because that died earlier, but everybody that died in that uh later explosion. She basically brought them back, yeah. Um, which is unheard of in the Aes Sedai stuff. And then, um, Matt, which hopefully we only we got to see a glimpse of him is that the red uh Aes Sedai has captured him, yeah, and it's holding him captive and is to manipulate and trying to manipulate him, break his will,
1: yeah. And he's in the White Tower dungeon somewhere.
0: Or somewhere in Ta- Talvalon City. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's keeping him in the White Tower. It'd be too hard for her to hide him there. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, but his big power, which they haven't really shown yet, and I don't know how they're going to show it, is in the books is that he's just lucky. So he's kind of like Domino in Deadpool 2. But like the way he has to activate it is he has to be very random about his actions. Nothing can be planned so that the luck actually works out for mm-hmm. him. Anything that uses strategy or planning, he'll get fucked up on and he and it'll fail. So he cats kind of blindly do things, but they haven't quite shown that yet. But they'll be interesting if they do get to that point with him in this season. Um, but so far they haven't really set up what all's going on, other than um they realized they didn't kill the dark one, they just uh basically freed uh, one of his head lieutenants, which is called the Forsaken, and that Pat and Fane is the one of the forsaken Mm -hmm. um in the books my understanding what i quite remember from the uh, eye of the world is that and fane was the person that they actually um were fighting fighting towards the end um and was masking himself as the dark one and not the real dark one type Mm -hmm. of thing so like i said they're not what i don't expect this show to do is at all follow the books a hundred percent i feel like what they're going to do is they're going to write their own stories to get the get these characters to the major events that happen in the book right uh we'll have to see what that all happens so far so good what really looks interesting with this season is costume design always a plus there's new characters we're going to see uh we're going to meet they're gonna be really interesting something interesting that happens in the very beginning of this is uh, the Forsaken are having a meeting, and there's a little girl that runs in, uh, afraid of the Trollocs outside. Turns out that she's a kidnapped. The, Dark, the Forsaken kidnapped her from the people of the Leaf. The Way of the Leaf. The Way of the Leaf people that Perrin and them were traveling with, because they, uh, as Perrin and them found, were hunting the people who betrayed the city at the end of the first season uh they found a caravan that was ransacked
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then it's very obvious that the little girl who, who lived they then show oh she's the girl in the very beginning who was with the dark one um that's somebody that they're going to corrupt eventually yeah uh, i have no idea what her what she's going to be playing in it or or anything like that because that does happen in the books but uh it's very interesting to see where they go that they're their lanes hopefully they
1: do something with it i'm yeah. hoping i have um, faith <laughs>
0: and definitely uh well we got well they teased it it looked like it made it look like moraine was going to get her power back but it was actually the other sisters yeah that were weaving to fight that the she's
1: babe. staying with while she's uh yeah coming to terms of <clears throat> her loss of touching the one power
0: but she is still scheming and oh, planning yeah, and like, of
1: course that's what she does so she has to scheme she has to plan and plot and figure out what's the next steps yeah, so she's... The, like, she's, her brain still works, you know? Like, she just can't, you know, do magic. That's fine. Yeah. There's plenty of people in the world that can't do that and go, by. But I also
0: think, like, this season is explaining that loss of not being able to use the one power mm-hmm. a lot better than the first season. Because, like, most people will just say, like, oh, you can't use magic, get over it. Yeah. And it's more like, no, they, they're they no longer the, feel like they're cells in their own body because they can't use this power anymore. Yeah. And for men, it's definitely different because most of them can't use it, and when they do, they start going crazy anyway. So being cut off from it, they don't really have a lifetime of connection with everything like that. So it'll be interesting to see how that f- plays out later on as well. Um, but so far, season two seems very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely recommend watching Wheel of Time.
1: Yep, watch the first, the first
0: season, watch the, and start watching the second season. Yep, the
1: first episode's like a great first episode, second up ep- or first episode for season two because it also explains what happened last season plus a lot of setup for what's going to happen so we could get right into the action so i'm excited it'll be good
0: only thing is if you do watch season one or you've watched season one the actor that played matt is completely different
1: yep but But
0: the way matt the costume design here is so good that we knew exactly who the character was before they even said his name because of how he was uh, his hair is perfect. That the actor they found
1: the Bond. hair, th- his but the costuming hair.
0: was was so perfectly spotted, Like, oh, that's Matt. He's the only one that looks like
1: a vagabond. A
0: vagabond in his pajamas, wandering around, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So it's very easy to tell that that was going to be him. Uh, like a lot of shows where like they change the actor, you're wondering who the fuck is this person? Why are they being so familiar? And then they finally drop the name. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they did in this scene they dropped the name last but like you already knew right away oh that's matt right there yeah um just from the look of him because they found a really good actor to match the look that they put the previous one in yes um so this should be pretty exciting to watch the rest of this and see where it goes uh we'll give you again week by week uh updates now because i think first three,
1: three episodes, episodes came dropped. out we
0: watched the first one yep so
1: we'll have to we'll watch two three we'll get caught, up.
0: <laughs> we'll get caught sure. up on the rest and go uh, episode by episode as it comes out weekly. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's
1: uh, Wheel, of time. Wheel of
0: Time. Um So the next thing to go to talk about is gaming. So as you so all know... Starfield. Yeah, Starfield came out, uh, or it is coming out technically this week on the 6th, two days from today or tomorrow evening. But Early Access started last Friday, or last Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And we've been playing it uh, all week, Actually, oh, all weekend, all weekend. It's absolutely a great game. I think they've figured out pacing very well. Yes. Um.
1: And oh my gosh, it's gorgeous to look at.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun to play, and I think um. There wasn't a lot said about what all happens in the game. There was that one preview, like some space power, at the end of the first under the original trailer, um, uh, which spoiler. Well, it's in the trailer. It's the last thing they show in the trailer is a space power thing that the character uses. Damn. But that's what I mean about the pacing on this is really done well, is where um, in Skyrim, Fallout, and like even Morrowind stuff, especially Skyrim is definitely a good example. You're a character who has a special ability that makes you the hero of this era. Mm-hmm. And Skyrim jumps right into almost immediately. You literally do one or two quests fight a dragon then you're told to go to the mountain and then you learn uh you immediately learn uh a shout
1: oh well, you learn your second shout then
0: basically well okay because when you, you you absorb the the soul and then you say the you do the first part of fush yeah Foof. yeah and then you get the rest of it uh at the mountain so you get your first full-blown shout and that ends up being the most powerful one that you end up using all the time cause yeah because
1: you're, <laughs> you're like i just push it it <clears throat> works
0: <clears throat> So, what they showed in the trailer was the character putting his hand up and, like, everybody starts floating for for some apparent reason. So, this game does have a system kind of like the Dragon Shouts where you do get space powers eventually. But what's so good about that is that could happen, literally, if you wanted to, you could rush to get there probably within the first...
1: Ten hours? Four
0: or five hours. Or that. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe.
1: Or if, if you, you get distracted it, like Or us. if you're just
0: playing it like we are, and like a bunch of activities and stuff are popping up, and we're, we're learning new systems as they throw it at us. I didn't run it until like till like 15, 16 hours in. Or I'm at you,
1: 15, 16 hours, and I haven't gotten any she near She still yeah.
0: Because
1: so, <laughs> I walked in your room, I'm like, what the fuck's happening? And you're like, oh, you get space powers. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't want to know that. It was in the trailer, dear. It was not in the trailer. It was... I
0: will show you where it was in the trailers in the very last shot of the trailer. <sighs> But basically, the cool thing about the pacing of this game <laughs> is that it's not thrown at you immediately. It's just, hey, you're special beca- because you've touched this artifact. You're the first one to touch it, so you had this experience that someone else had when they were the first one to touch it. And so you go off your and you tra- meet Constellation, and you're tracking down pieces of all of these artifacts, whether you're picking it up from somebody who's using it as a hood ornament of his vehicle or... Or you're finding new ones that were buried that you're being the first one to touch them again. Um, But there's so many distractions that happen. There's, hey, farmers need help for something. And it doesn't just turn into like, hey, stop my farm for getting ready. It turns into, okay, uh, go fix some satellites. Now uh, go get uh, the other farmers together. we got to make a coalition. (laughs) Now we got to go take down the pirates. Hey, let's go to their their space station and wipe them all out. There's a lot of stuff that keeps you doing a ton of things with your spaceship, with fighting on the ground. Mm -hmm. You can literally spend hours just in one city doing all the missions that pop up there. Um, And you'll find yourself going back and forth across the universe to do little activities that are like, okay, wait a day for this to to happen. So then you go off off somewhere else. Um, Every section of this game is really well thought out to where... You could play a complete fight fallout or Skyrim and just explore a planet and kill whatever and wander around like go in caves and whatnot. You could stay in an entire city and just solve problems with what happened in that city. You can go to space and just fly around different planets and then spend your whole time fighting pirates, uh, jumping into uh, space stations um, just by fighting some pirates, I found a note that led me to a Batman person in this universe. <laughs> who I went, ended up going to their lair, found out that she retired, and I ended up getting her suit and her spaceship for free. Nice. So, like, there's a bunch of th- random things that can happen throughout playing here that just kind of happen organically. It's not like, go to this mission board and get these missions checked off to go do stuff. Yeah. It all really happens organically. You just walk by something, you'll see an activity mission pop up. Oh, go talk to the scientist by the tree. Mm -hmm. And then he'll send you on a bunch of different missions that will also like.
1: It's also very organic because you'll just walk up to someone and just a random conversation will happen. They're like, oh, can you help me with this? Or or I heard about this. And then you can go and investigate. It's really well done. And also I like when you're flying around on your spaceship, uh, people will hail you from time to time. Be like, hey, buddy, like an old trucker type guy he's like 10 for it, buddy let's uh yeah
0: trucker guy i had a trucker a i had trucker contact me saying just, that
1: there's uh shit going down you should check out this system i'm like thank you
0: i had a i had a ship contact me today that was like oh hang on a second okay the captain's not say hello to the nice captain there's a little girl saying like, hello and then she's like Do you want to buy some lemonade and so like oh yeah cool i'll buy the lemonade for five credits and it's like, it's for five or five, zero, zero, Chris, what do you want to give me? And it's like, it's just a dad joy oh yeah, these are the years to cherish. And he'd like, they just take off and go. <laughs> or I've run into people who are like, hey, our ship broke down. Do you have any of this resource? Do you yeah. have any of something? Uh, if not, can you go get someone, bring it back? And I'm like, I went, got like 20 pieces of iron, brought it back to them so they could fix the ship and take off. Yep. Those things happen randomly as well as even like uh, running into dog fights and stuff. It's like not all, you can't actually negotiate with some pirate stuff.
1: Yeah, that, and also uh, the persuasion is completely different from other Bethesda games, too.
0: Yeah, and it's not like other RPGs where, like, yeah. it's very obvious whether you're going to succeed or fail. It's just a point system of, depending
1: on who you're talking to. Yeah, it's a point system, ha- and then you're gauging on, like, uh, on one where I was trying to convince this lady to join, uh, help uh, fight pirates, and. I talked to her beforehand so I got more of her backstory, so I was able to persuade her. It's like, Oh, if you fight you get more salvage. So she was like, Oh, that's a great point. I will come help you.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what it. I used to get her to go over to. But like what it is is um in Oblivion it was really kinda of weird how it worked, but you like you got you very much knew if you're doing good or bad mm-hmm. as you're going. Um, in this you have like a little bar at the bottom of the text box that has like says persuasion, it has like anywhere between five to like I think I've seen eight to nine uh little bars there yeah and each persuasion attempt has a point value to it from like one to six um that you can do the higher the no- the point value the more difficult it is to uh, get the um persuasion mm-hmm. um but the persuasion success is not dependent on what's easy and what's difficult it depends on the tone of the conversation yes because like there's lots of like easy p- plus one point Persuasion attempts I've used have been like, oh, this failed. Yeah. And then I had to go like, no, I'm just gonna kill you if you don't do this. Like, oh no, I'll I'll do this now. <laughs> it's like, it's very unique how it works.
1: Like you do have to pay attention to the tone of the conversation and what the person has said before.
0: I think the only way to cheat it might be save
1: beforehand and try. <laughs> well, no,
0: I found I came across another power, The power, space powers are very are very different in this. They're not they're not just the same as dragon shouts. Right. Um, one was precognition. I'm like, what the fuck does this mean? And all it says like, uh, you'll get an idea of uh, somebody's path in the future. Maybe what they'll say. I'm like, or right, what does that mean? And I used it. And like, it just says, Hey, no clear path uh foreseen, like in the corner. I'm like, okay, nothing happened. But when I talk to somebody right after using it, uh, when I go over my, my choices to answer them, it shows me what their response is going to be. Oh. So you can actually probably go to persuasion that if you use that power before you do a persuasion. You can probably see that, okay, I'm going to use this. Will they accept it or not accept it based on what the response is? Ah. That's probably the way to cheat it. Because like initially some of these powers are like, I don't know what this means or what it does. Mm-hmm. Like I've only gotten like the one that was in the trailer where they just float and then I've gotten like one where it's like detect life and then I had to use it. Detect life. Yeah, I had like, so you'll be able to see all types of life with this. I'm like, okay what does that mean I used it and I looked over all well, my companions gl- glowing bright yellow so you can basically detect uh, life around you so like literally it's kind of like the spells that are in Skyrim and, uh, and in the Elder Scrolls world but done a little bit of a different way the precognition is like something I've never seen before mm-hmm. in their games and it's interesting that it's be more useful for persuasion thing than when I was like just talking to this guy I wasn't trying to persuade him it's just I could see what his responses were going to be to everything I said right Um, so there's those aspects to it. The skill trees are really interesting. Um, what I thought was also real interesting is like the backgrounds that you pick when you're building your character. Yes. Usually those things are locked into you for good, but there are ways to get out of having them affect you if you don't like it. Some are really easy. Like the kid stuff one is you go to your parents and you literally say, Hey, I'm no longer be able to send you money and you lose the kid stuff trait, which basically means I think, they're no longer going to contact you to come visit anymore. They may have to move, who knows? Because they said, they told me that the money I was sending was the reason why they could live there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I have empath, which is an interesting thing. Is that way it's described to you is that if your uh, companions like or dislike your choices, they'll fight and do better in combat. But what it actually does, it does that. But what actually does, what the impact it actually has on you physically, though. Is if they like something I say, I get a bonus for you have self-esteem, which means oh. um, my uh, persuasion attempts and uh, combat efficiency is is better. Oh! But if they don't like it, I get self-doubt and like for like two hours, which is with the timer on the other one, I get the negative of that to so where I get a twenty percent <laughs> decrease in my persuasion attempts.
1: Oh god! And everything
0: else is like oh well, this fucking sucks out somebody who doesn't like. <laughs> Any crime, which most of the Constellation people aren't down for any type of crime, even if it's like petty little crime.
1: Yeah, that's why I send them away. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's why I started to be like, uh, I'm going to go off by myself while I do these activities so yeah. <laughs> I don't have to deal with people liking or disliking. But I found if you go to the medical uh, facility, not, um, not the enhanced one that changes your appearance, but the medical facility... For ten grand, I can remove that uh, trait from myself. Oh, completely. I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore.
1: Interesting. But it's
0: expensive, ten grand. And the thing is, this is one of the few games where it's like it's not hard to make money, but you're gonna want to constantly make money because what you really want to do is either buy better ships or build your own ship. If building isn't that expensive actually, um, but it does take a lot of credits to buy all the components that you need to build the ship. Yes. And so you're gonna want to get over hundred grand or more before you start playing around that type of stuff. Um, so like, I didn't, that's why I didn't spend the 10 grand right away. I was like, Oh, I really could not like get rid of this debuff, but I don't want to spend 10 grand on this right now. Yeah. Uh, I'll just I'll deal wait. with it and I'll just dismiss people as I go do side missions that may have me doing cr- shady shit.
1: Be a shady lady. There's
0: some people, I think probably one, probably one companion who might be okay with that. Cause when I walked in on her, she was killing a dude.
1: Oh yeah. From Constellation. Yeah.
0: I think she might be down with some stuff and maybe the old rich guy, but so, I don't know. So we'll have, to, we'll have to see what happens in the future. Yeah. There's plus other tons of other camp- campaigns too. But I also had, like... It's because I have the Taskmaster trait. I ran to somebody who offered to be a doctor on my ship, but she wanted, like, 50 fucking grand. Fuck that. And I was trying to talk her down. She's like, no, I know what I'm worth. I'm like, you're not worth that much. I don't need a doctor right now. Um, but you, but they basically say, oh, hey, I'll be here if you need me. And then you can always go back and, and find them to hire them. Yeah. So there's lots of different people to hire, but that also requires you to have crew spots on your ships. And what we also found is that. The,
1: your starter ship. <laughs> the, well, the
0: docking stations offer different things. Like I had yeah. the Atlantis place offered me a hat that had crew workstations. Your Atlantis doesn't have that for some reason. I mean, we're about the same level right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so it's definitely unique and definitely different for every person. Cause like these random encounters that Corners talking about, they, they're not, uh, static because I ran into one and then backed up, did another save and went back. And that I had a completely different random encounter, not the yep. one that I had. Same, um, you get random encounters even when you're on the planet. Because while you're doing something, exploring or whatnot, you can see a ship land and you can go right over there and see why, excuse me, why did that ship land? Is it is other people exploring? Did they break down? Is it pirates? We've seen, uh, heard stories of people saying, like, yeah. There's a pirate ship landed. I started fighting everybody. I got on the ship. The fucking pilot took off with me on it. <laughs> I had to kill the pilot and then take the ship to a port to get uh, to either register it or take the ship back to the planet. So I go back to my ship and <laughs> and get my crew or whatnot. So
1: that's so funny.
0: <laughs> the game is jam packed with enough stuff. Uh, I can see why there is no level cap because all the skills that you're trying to unlock. You're going to be focusing on skills you skills you need at the moment, rather than just a whole breadth of stuff. Like you're not going to sit mm-hmm. there and start investing points into stealth when you're doing a bunch of starship battles. You're going to yeah. invest your points into all everything you need to do make your uh, piloting better. Um, so very long, intense, and very um, lived-in world for for sure. Yes, there's tens of, tons of NPCs everywhere. Anybody who's named has is has a potential to give you a quest, even if it's just a simple fetch quest, i talked to one person who is just hanging out at the, at a space station. He's like, Oh, can you go get me a beer from this place Atlantis oh. where I used to live? Cause I can't get any alcohol here. Like, okay, cool. I'll just run there and get that for you. Yeah. Um, just even though those, those seem maybe non-consequential in the long run. It's interesting that they're there. instead of just being a no name NPC that just is one or two things over and over again. That's it. Yeah. And they do have those, there, and they're very clearly marked because they're just called citizen or co-worker or worker or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But if they have a f- first and last name, there's probably something you can do for them.
1: Yeah, um, or just talk to them to learn more about the area.
0: Yeah, and it's like... Um, I said, like, there's tons of random stuff that's happening. Like, when you come to Atlantis, I think everybody will see that kid like about to get sent to a foster home. Yeah. <laughs> you came back and saw that his parents actually showed up. Yeah, I, have well, not, I, I have not run into them. Well, I
1: went up to... What was at the mast level of New Atlantis at night and him and his parents were just hanging out by the little water viewing area and their parents were saying like I can't believe they almost gave you away to another family
0: yeah because basically this ch- did,
1: did come back or did they show up
0: on a second shuttle like he said yeah. they would because like when you get there it's just this administrator talking to people saying, oh, yeah, that means you're going to have to find new foster parents. Like, my parents are coming. They're on another shuttle. Sure.
1: And they're like, oh, well. Yeah. Mm, and, I, and my character's like, I'm not getting involved in this. And it, everything turned out fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it, it might be you could get involved in that. I didn't bother. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was eh. like, I eh. Because it's like the first thing you hear so, and uh, the first planet you arrive at, and you're like, eh, okay, I'm not. I'm not getting
1: involved in this.
0: <laughs> because uh, you don't know what the hell's going on anyway as it is. Yeah. Um. But. Like we said, every system in this game is so well thought out and it's so intuitive that it can be very, you can go super complicated with it, but it's also easy to use if you don't want to be complicated with it. Right. Um. And the more you play with these different systems, whether it be base building, ship building, space combat, whether it's uh, modding weapons, um, or even like the cooking mechanic and stuff in there. It's all very intricate, but it's all very easy to use. It's I think- very
1: easy to figure out once you view it because they, they don't really have a tutorial for it to pop up. But once you are on whatever machine, like the weapon mods, a little, a quick little brief tutorial will pop up. But as you go through each mod, it's pretty easy to figure out, okay, I need XYZ and that does these effects and it's pretty intuitive. Yeah. See, the only
0: thing, and this is the thing with almost all Bethesda games is that there's always something that's a mild annoyance in them. Whether it be in Whirlwind, it was really hard to stay alive because you constantly <laughs> just got your ass kicked to where people use a cheat code to like constantly regenerate health uh, repeatedly in that, or magic or mana or something. In Oblivion, it was that everything fucking broke constantly, so you everybody duplicated repair hammers to fix their weapons and armor on the fly, so they wouldn't have to like lose in a fight because shit broke. Right um skyrim didn't really have a whole lot of that um but i know fallout definitely had the same issue that this kind of has which is uh over-incumbents. yes and like you you'll carry too much stuff all the time but the one but the, what they've done differently here is that it does you don't notice it right away unless you see the pop-up for it because mm-hmm. it will tell you every time you're over that you are or when you have
1: a companion it still comment
0: yeah uh, and they always just comment like, "Why you have so much garbage on you? Like, why are you picking up?" Why are you trash? picking that
1: up? Yeah. It's like, well, you weren't commenting before when I was picking up fifty succulents a lay mail. In Skyrim
0: and Fallout and the other Fallout games, when you're overencumbered, you just can't you can't move fast at all. You have, you move very slow. Yeah,
1: you just do a slow walk.
0: They don't do that in Starfield. What it is is that you your consume all your oxygen, and you build up CO2. And once the CO2 is completely built up, you start taking health damage. So. Basically, you start noticing a bar going down when you're just moving around and not running. Oh, you're over in cupboard. Check out what you have on you. And then you have to play this game of like, well, I have a bunch of resources I need for crafting that I'm not really crafting right now. What do I do?
1: I'll store it on my ship. Oh, my ship, your has ship, your ship has minimal oh, Your ship has
0: only so much storage as well. Um, my advice is like if you're not focusing on crafting, just dump it all and sell it. And then when you want to focus on crafting... That's when you'll do more outpost building and, like, have uh, supplies being uh, f- harvested and farmed for you so that you can get what you need and then just build it on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I just sell it or get rid of it as much as possible. Every time I go to port, like, sell the resources, get everything uh, cleared out. Um, and I make sure I move things that I if I buy from my ship, I move them to my ship stores. Like, um, uh, spare parts is what you need to repair your ship in combat. I realized I had like six of them on me. I didn't put them in my ship. I'm like, oh, this is why I'm so heavy. Like these things are fucking huge. <laughs> <clears throat> and then there's like miscellaneous shit. Like somebody had a bunch of weights on one of my ships that I got and it got transferred over to the haul uh, when I was going in between stuff. It's like, oh, let me get rid of these dumbbells. Like they're ten pounds each. I don't need them on the ship. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um. So like, that's I would say the one annoyance. I see a lot of videos and clips and things saying. How to deal with over incumbents in Starfield. Star because there are skills that get you better at carrying everything and yes. you make sure you hold more later on that people are like, invest in, invest in. Um, but you can easily manage it as well, too. It's just, it works way differently than it did before. If you're not paying attention, you'll suddenly start losing health and not know why. And it's because you're carrying too much shit.
1: Yep. So you just turn to your companion, dump a bunch yeah. of shit on them, continue on.
0: Be careful about giving them grenades though, because you give them one yes. grenade, they have infinite grenades, but they like to fucking throw them a lot, and they're not necessarily good at throwing. I see them. Either that or, how, or the, the indicators were because they, they they throw it and you see the grenade like land next to you or be next to you. As it goes by, and it's always constantly freaked out. that It's like, all right, no more grenades for you. Keep throwing them everywhere. <laughs> I know. And I need to get closer to shoot people with my Are you my talking shotgun. about Sarah? Yeah, she kept throwing them constantly, so I take her grenades <laughs> away from her. Um, you can give them guns, they'll use that. I have not been able to give them armor and make them use a space armor, though. Yeah. So that might be a matter of just sell that stuff off or get rid of it if you're not using it. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you want to hold on to it because maybe there's a special ability in it that you want to use later. Because honestly, like the mantis armor that I found, it gives you the ability that if you crouch and stay still, you become invisible. Nice. Um, which I that's an ability that might be on some other armor out there, but it's not something that um, you I see can, often. Yeah, and I don't know how you craft it because like you can't break down weapons and you can't mm-hmm. break down armor, so I don't think you can get. Maybe traits. it's a
1: mod that you could find. Maybe it's something you can research?
0: research later on that you can be able to put these things on or take them on or off. But at the moment, I'm like, all right, for the legendary stuff I really like, I'm gonna maybe stash that somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you can stash <clears throat> it in your safe. Ah, yeah, that's where I was just dumping random shit. Is it the That's how my all office? my notes
1: go. Is my safe?
0: Yeah, we just drop them on the floor in your room or something.
1: <laughs> and then since this is a Bethesda game, should <clears throat> we talk about the bugs we've run into?
0: Yeah, for a game that like they constantly kept saying, oh, we played our hours, to hours, it's the most polished, there weren't any bugs. Man, I ran into bugs almost immediately on the Xbox. A lot of them were like at first were, were tiny things. I ran into an issue where sound effects wouldn't stop. So Vasco shooting his gun wouldn't stop after a firefight. Mm-hmm. I had to back out and reload for it, it to go away. I've had issues where um, almost every hour into play for at sixty minutes the game would crash. Yep. That went away now. That was happening only Friday, I, I believe.
1: I had it happen to me once today.
0: Okay, well, I literally had like every 60 minutes of gameplay and a save, it would just crash. Yeah. Um, that happened to me today. So save
1: a lot when you're playing yeah. this game as well. They
0: may have fixed that already. Who knows? I know they're getting ready for another big update before the six. So there's probably, probably some of these problems are being fixed. Um, but I mainly had audio stuff. I've seen bugs of people... Uh, uh, floating or uh, around inside my ship, or being <laughs> stuck in the areas,
1: or just I've, randomly popping in and scaring the living shit or just out of
0: you. The AI of them following you. I've had Vasco, I've had Sarah, I've had all of my companions like run up and down the hills instead of just staying on the sta- on the sidewalk beside behind me, like. What what the hell is your pathing doing? Why are you going crazy?
1: They they need their exercise. They've been stuck on the ship, and they crave exercise. Yeah, I
0: had a bug where... All these old
1: folks want exercise.
0: I had a bug where it crashed, I rebooted, went back in, and in the wells, I had to follow this uh, character to the trade commission. Yep. Originally, when I was playing it, there's a bunch of NPCs wandering around. After it crashed and reloaded, there was zero NPCs on the floor in the wells. Mm. And it wasn't until... Um, after having a conversation with the trade commission and doing some other stuff, I went back outside. That all the NPCs finally reappeared. So, some weird stuff. There's definitely frame rate issues. I don't really only see it a lot when you watch the um train system uh take off, you'll see how it stutters. Yeah, a little tram. Um, but it's all but they've kind of more like hey, when you hit the cities, you're gonna see frame rate issues sometimes, especially when you're on a lot of NPCs. Yeah, um. But I've not noticed any major differences between playing it between the Xbox Series X and the Series S. Yep. The performance has been the same on both. Yep,
1: and transferring your game from one to the other, uh, no issues. Yeah. No bugs from just from that either.
0: Okay, so they've done a good job with the polish overall, but there are definitely bugs still in this game. You will run into There are gonna (laughs) be silly ones and usually just a reload or backing out and reloading into it will work fine. Um you definitely have to just be wary of your companions though because like, I've run into some situations where I was trying to solve a puzzle and they ran up next to me and they fucked it up and I got guns shooting at us. I would like, no, you stay over here. Let me finish this puzzle thing and then I'll bring you back across when it's safe. Um and like I said, with the empath thing, I get the issues of being debuffed every time was like, oh, I don't like that decision you're making. It's like, nope, well,
1: tough shit. Nobody's
0: got to the point where they're going to dish me, but my shame is they don't do that unless you they watch you kill an innocent person.
1: Just shoot the kid in the head, Ian. Um, I know you want to.
0: I'm not going to do that. I don't have the annoying fan. <laughs> um, Yet, yeah, maybe another playthrough, who knows. But, like, there's oh, so many... Oh, you should
1: do it when you do uh, your trucker playthrough.
0: Yeah, when I do a Jack Burton playthrough? Yeah, your
1: Jack Burton playthrough. <laughs> Give
0: him an annoying fan. Give
1: him an annoying fan. And then find a cool hat like I did. A trucker hat. I got my trucker hat and headphones. Yeah. I found like, I found oh. a
0: trucker outfit, too.
1: Yeah, had, like,
0: a, trucker, a space trucker jumpsuit. Um... Yeah, so definitely highly recommend It's a very good game. It's very big. Uh, we'll have a review uh, coming up of it, or more like initial impressions come of, of it Yeah, uh, coming up this week. I'll be making one of those. Um, but definitely fun. Definitely see jump into it. Um,
1: and if you have Game Pass, it's going to be free on the 6th.
0: Yeah, just play it on Game Pass if you're concerned at all about buying I think it's definitely worth, worth paying full price for Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely a fun game, and if you like exploration, if you like space travel and all that type of stuff, you'll enjoy this quite a bit, because it has a, a little bit of everything, whether you want super futuristic uh, utopias, you want uh, cyberpunk c- cities, or you, you want, want that
1: retro 60s <clears throat> space age feel.
0: Yeah, uh, you want cow. We want space cowboys, they have a whole fucking
1: colony, colony
0: that's all set up that way. If you want uh, the mining uh, mining of Mars, you can go to Mars and you'll see miners and all that type yep. of stuff. It's all there. Um, I'm sure there's going to be tons of references we'll find in there that reference other space stuff. I ran into a reference of just the annoyance of people calling you for your car insurance. I went to space system and a ship showed up and said, hey, we've been trying to reach you about your ship's insurance no. policy would you like us to renew like no go away and like okay well we'll come back to you at a later time for more opportunities so no. i'm sure they'll pop up again Say, we hey, we been trying to reach you about your car insurance
1: oh come <laughs> on
0: yeah um so very fun game very addictive i say definitely play it mm-hmm. you'll d- enjoy it like say so we'll have a full review of that or at least our in- initial impressions coming up soon yeah um but that's our show uh this week Mm-hmm. Uh, next week again, we'll talk about Ahsoka, Wheel of Time, some more One Piece as we go through it. Well, we'll um,
1: probably finish it this week. So.
0: Yeah, um, and we'll figure out. Uh, if we'll continue talking about Star about Starfell, about more stuff that we're doing. If Courtney <laughs> decides to be a space pirate and how uh, well,
1: I am already a gangster is my
0: background. Yeah. I'll be starting. I'll start streaming a uh, Jack Burton run through uh, this yes. week. Yes, so um we'll see you next time find us at www.nerd please like and subscribe Uh, listen to us at wherever you find podcasts and spotify apple uh itunes and all that we are there under the nerd crusade and we'll see you next time
1: bye